the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, Here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley, and I'm excited. I'm excited about this show today. We've got a great, great discussion today. we got the president and CEO of Voices for Children. And you know what? Someone have to speak up. Someone have to guide. Someone have to take care of our children of this world or the United States or everything. So uh, how are you doing today, Michelle Cooley? I'm doing great, Dr. James Cooley. I'm excited to have Kelly, Kelly Captain Douglas back on the show. You know, this is a very important topic, especially talking about the foster care system. I mean, I think a lot of the majority of the public does not really know much about the foster care system. They hear what they hear on TV or maybe during um you know, pleasant conversations or just, you know, in the middle of something, but they don't really understand what goes on to the foster care system. So we have Kelly, Captain Douglas, who will be discussing Voices for Children nonprofit organization and also discuss the court appointed special advocate program. We call that CASA and, you know, what it takes to become one. So we're really excited about the show today. Michelle, I want to get this started. Can you please tell our viewers and our listeners the title of the show? the purpose of the show, and introduce this great lady. Yes, of course. So to reiterate, the title of the show today is Voices for Children. And the purpose is getting to know the background of President and CEO, Kelly Cappen Douglas. Talk about the mission of the organization and who they serve. Talk about the foster care system and the challenges for the youth that are being served and discuss what is actually the court-appointed special advocate program, CASA, and, you know, the the qualifications to become one, and talk about the upcoming events, Starry, Starry Night, and Real Word Panel Series. Now, let's talk about our guest today, Kelly Cappen Douglas. Kelly joined Voices for Children as President and CEO in October 2019, a native San Diegan. Kelly spent her earlier career working in San Diego's legal and nonprofit higher education communities. Kelly served as the general counsel of the University of San Diego from 2005 to 2019, where she oversaw all the university's legal affairs and was a chief legal advisor to the board of trustees. Before joining USD, Kelly was a partner at Loose Forward Hamilton and Scripps LLP, now Denton's, where she represented organizations that facilitated the proactive management and resolution of a wide range of employment-related matters. She received a law degree with high honors from Duke University School of Law and a bachelor's degree in international relations from Stanford University. She currently serves on the board of directors of the National Conflict Resolution Center on Goodwill Industries of San Diego County. While working at USD, she served on the board in other leadership roles with the National Association of College and University Attorneys, the nation's largest bar association for higher education lawyers. We are pleased to have back the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, Kelly Cappen Douglas to the show. How you doing, Kelly? Welcome back. Welcome back. Great to see you, and thanks so much for the opportunity to join you today. It's always a pleasure, you know, having you on the show. I mean, last time, I mean, I really did not know anything about uh, CASA or some of the things that uh, uh, that your organization is doing. But I did my research, and um, wow, I mean, it's it's a real big deal. 
uh, and not just in the San Diego and Riverside County area, but all, all across the country. And people need to know about this, this program and how they can reach out and how they can help out as well. Yeah. So, but I'm going to start off. Um, you grew up in San Diego. What was it like growing up in San Diego? I feel very fortunate to be from San Diego. I'm actually a third generation San Diegan. I, uh, my family made our way to San Diego because of World War II and Camp Pendleton. I lived in San Diego till I was about 10, um, but then we moved to Miami, Florida. And so that's really where uh, I had many of my formative years. Uh, but in the early 90s, after graduating from law school, uh, I came back. And the beauty of San Diego is the innovation in our community. There have been so many changes over the last several decades with respect to the industries that make our community work. Um, I also just value the diversity of experience being right here, sitting on the, the border with our with Mexico, just creates a, a vibrant community with so many opportunities and so many challenges for all of us to deal with. Who inspired you to uh, want to be a lawyer and, you know, just grew up in that field and, you know, learn so much where you venture out and, and you're doing so many great things as the CEO and president of Voices for Children. Can you tell our viewers a little bit about that? Happy to. When I was in college, I worked one summer for the United Way of Dade County in Miami, Florida. And that summer, I was the liaison between United Way, which provided a lot of funding for service organizations. This was before the Internet, so you couldn't just go to websites and give. Many uh, individuals gave uh, to support great causes through United Way, and I was the liaison with the different agencies. And when I was there, I worked for a woman who uh, led uh, that portion of the organization. She had her law degree, uh, but she was really using her law degree in the way that really inspired me to help problem solve and to really help make a difference in the community. I love the way she analyzed and tackled issues and problems. And I think it was that experience that made me committed to going to law school. I had thought about it before, but I wasn't sure that that was the path I wanted to take. But I think my experience in working with her inspired me to think bigger about the opportunities that uh, could be opened up by going to law school to really help problem solve and to make a difference in the world around us. Wow. So you are the president and CEO of Voices uh, for Children. Uh, can you tell tell us how, how did you get in, in involved in it? How did how did you get started? Sure. I first learned about CASA programs back when I was in college because I was involved with an organization that whose philanthropic charity that we supported was CASA. And so fast forward nearly 30 years, uh, it's amazing to be leading this organization. But this is was a midlife career pivot for me. Uh, I practiced law in San Diego for 26 years, most recently as general counsel for a local university. And a couple of years before I made this transition, I was just I was eager for the next challenge and the next opportunity. It's a long story, but the short version is that as I started to bring some folks confidentially into my inner circle and shared that I was starting to figure out what was next. And my husband and I knew that we wanted to stay in San Diego. I had lunch with somebody I'd known for a long time and casually mentioned at the end um, that if I found the right opportunity with a great nonprofit, with a mission that really inspired me, I might think about really making a big change and putting my name in the hat for a leadership role. And he called me the next week and he said, oh, it's ironic that we haven't spoken in a year and a half, but I happen to be board chair of this great organization and we're going to, we're about ready to go through a CEO transition and we're going to be posting the position in the next week. Um, but that was really the moment where I kind of decided, okay, am I going to go for this or not? And the mission of Voices for Children is really what drew me um, and just grabbed my heart. And I decided to put my name in the hat and here I am. <laughs> we, we're going to take a station break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, the mission and some of the great things that, uh, that this organization is doing. And we're just going to delve real deep into it. So if you want to be part of this great conversation uh, with Kelly, you can a couple of ways. 
73 or just go to your comments and you can ask your questions uh, uh, via the comments. It's your life. I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley. We will be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, the true-life coming-of-age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County. AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your wife, and I, I tell you, um, we got Kelly Capen Douglas, the president and CEO of Voices for Children. And I, and I tell you, this, this organization does so much. And I think, uh, Kelly, I think you got to support over 2,500 uh, kids. And we getting ready to learn a little bit more about the mission and all the great things that they do and making sure that they represent uh, uh, our youth, uh, especially uh, uh, the foster care communities and others. And so uh, you can be a part of this conversation by calling 866-577-2473. Or it's like I said, you can go to whichever mechanism you're watching this on. You can send a question and ask uh Kelly, any question that you want to, or just call and just say hello to us. <laughs> so, hey, Kelly, uh, we had to take a break, and, but um, you were telling us all the great things and how you got started and with this. But can you tell us the mission of Voices for Children and how does that relate to the CASA program? I'd love to. Thank you. Voices for Children is the nonprofit organization that is designated by the Superior Courts in San Diego and Riverside counties to recruit, train, and and support community volunteers that we call court-appointed special advocates or CASAs. So a CASA is um, appointed by the, the court and matched with a child or a sibling group that has experienced abuse and neglect 
and has been removed from their homes and entered the foster care system. The primary role of a CASA is to advocate for the child for the duration of their time in the foster care system to ensure that they have access to the resources that they need to thrive. But over time, and for many children in foster care, it is their CASA who becomes the most consistent and trusted adult in their life. And for kids who have experienced trauma, one of the greatest predictors of their ability to overcome that trauma and thrive is having a caring and consistent adult in their life. So we're really honored to support so many community volunteers who step up to make a difference in the lives of children. At Voices for Children, uh, this past year we served uh, through advocacy about 2,500 children across San Diego and Riverside counties. We supported about 1,400 CASA volunteers. We are the largest CASA program in the Western United States. We're one of the, the largest in the country, but we're one of a network of about 1,000 CASA organizations across the country. And so for your viewers or listeners, wherever you happen to be, there's likely a CASA program in your community. And so what I'll be sharing today, even though I'm from San Diego and Riverside, uh, if you are inspired and interested, check out your own local CASA program. And, and if you're interested in making a difference. I want to, I want them to see this short video right here so that they can get a little bit more understanding of this because it's, it's, it is such a big deal. And it's across the country, all over. So here we go. When children are removed from their homes because they've been abused or neglected, they enter foster care where they need the support of a caring adult more than ever. Voices for Children needs volunteers, like you, to advocate on their behalf and ensure their needs are met. Learn more about how you can become a volunteer court-appointed special advocate, a CASA, and change the life of a foster youth today at speakupnow.org. That is so powerful. <laughs> that, that, that is so powerful. You know, so, hey, Kelly, how do we go about increasing public awareness about the foster care system. I think I think that's something that we we have to do to do that because there's so many kids in the foster care system. So can can you talk about that a little bit? There are many ways. And starting with opportunities like this, thank you very much for giving us the platform to be able to talk about the needs of children in foster care and how community members can step up to help um, by being a CASA. So um, exposure and visibility and opportunities, whether it's through TV or radio or print, um, in all different communities across our region is so essential. Of course, um, spreading the word also through uh, social media and our digital presence is really important too. But also taking advantage of opportunities to, in our case, have our CASAs speak about their impact and their experiences as a volunteer our CASAs, one of the common traits amongst them all is their humility. Um, and while many CASAs feel like they haven't made that much of a difference, we know they have made a huge difference in the lives of their kids. And when they can talk about the impact of their volunteerism and their advocacy, it's very compelling. Um, we also have a special program at Voices for Children called The Real Word, which is a speaker's panel comprised of former and older foster youth who talk about their experiences in foster care. And hearing directly from those with lived experiences is probably the most compelling way to learn more about the foster care system. And so we are just so honored to support this group of young men and women who are willing to really be vulnerable and share um, really a very traumatic and hard um, time in their life. And be able to reflect back on that and reflect back on what the things were in their lives that helped them to get through that time um, and to set themselves up for as much stability and independence as possible um, now as, as young adults. Wow. So what are some of the significant challenges for uh, the foster youth that are being served? Mm -hmm. There are so many. First, one thing to keep in mind is that the children we serve are from birth through age 21. Many of the children we serve are actually removed from their homes directly from the hospital uh, because uh, their, their moms tested positive um, 
for different substances while they were in the hospital right after giving birth. So the needs of an infant are obviously very different than the needs of one of the older youth. We call them transition-aged youth. Those are the ones who are usually uh, between the ages of about 16 and 21. Um, But there are some common threads for children in foster care with respect to their biggest challenges. One, of course, is the lack of consistency. Many of our children in foster care will experience multiple home placements during their time in the systems. For some, it's 10 or more different homes that they will live in. And so going along with that, not only is it a new surrounding, a new family to live with, uh, often new schools, separation from friends, separation from siblings, all of that can create many challenges. Um, one particular challenges, challenge that we see amongst uh, the children in foster care who we serve at all ages is the, the educational challenges. Kids in foster care will change schools an average of eight times while they are in the foster care system. And that school instability has a lot of other ramifications with respect to their progress. Um, our kids also experience more uh, needs with respect to addressing learning disabilities and other emotional disabilities that arise from the trauma they experience from the abuse and neglect. Another challenge that we see with kids in foster care are the increased mental health challenges. Of course, as a nation, we're seeing the uh, challenges associated with mental health uh, cut across every single community without regard to race or economics. But for kids in foster care, those challenges are magnified because of often their isolation and separation and the trauma that they've experienced and used. So those are just a few examples of the many challenges uh, that we try to address through the power of our CASA volunteers and our advocacy and support. How, how do um, a person become a CASA? I mean, I mean as relate to the program, how, how is that process? Done? A CASA, we, we actually have a pretty extensive application process. The first step to become a CASA volunteer is to attend one of our information sessions. We, we hold those virtually right now. And that session provides an overview of what's, what a CASA does, what the time and other expectations are, and what that process will look like. After the information session, there's then an application process that includes not only an extensive written application, but also interviews with our team. And then from there, an applicant will, a decision will be made about whether the applicant will be invited to participate in our training, which is called Advocate University. Advocate University at Voices for Children is a 35-hour training program where about half of it is in person now by Zoom. The other half is through online learning tools that are offered in in connection with our in-person training as well. Um, And at the conclusion of that training session, Our newest CASAs are sworn in as an officer of the court by one of our juvenile court judges. Then they are matched with a child or a sibling group and their advocacy journey begins. Wow. So it it, it is a extensive process uh, in in becoming a a CASA. You know, we have to take a station break, but when we come back, uh, we're really going to delve off into the role of a CASA and how they are affected in, in these children's lives. So if you want to be part of the conversation, you know, it's just a couple of ways that you can do it. You got 866 Is your life on Dr. James J.C. Cooley? We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There's much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or needs to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. 
Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to become an overcomer because a bigger, better, and more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by Dr. James Cooley, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the uh, James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And we're talking about castles. Uh, we're talking to the fantastic, fantastic Kelly mm-hmm. Capen Douglas, who is the president and CEO of Voices for Children. And uh, she is educating us on a lot of great things that the organization is doing and how they go about caring for all of these great kids and, and, and instilling in them that their life has purpose, regardless of the situation or circumstances that you might have been born in or you might be in at that time. Your current situation is not your final destination. Mm-hmm. You know, so we talk about that all the time. So, hey, Kelly, uh, you was uh, talking about the mission. You were talking to uh, telling our, our viewers and our listeners uh, how the process is done uh, in appointing someone as a, a cost. You know, so uh, you and I talked off the air a little bit, and you were telling me about how much of an impact a CASA can have on, on one of these uh, uh, children's lives. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Let me start off by talking a little bit about the role of a CASA. As I mentioned, uh, at the end of our training, our CASAs are sworn in as an officer of the court by a juvenile court judge. And then they're matched with a child or a sibling group and they start their advocacy journey. But let me tell you a little bit about what that looks like. So the primary role of a CASA volunteer is to advocate for the child. And the way that they do that is first and foremost by spending time with the child, building a trusting relationship and hearing directly from them what some of their needs are. And when our CASA spend time with their children, They often take them out on outings. They go to the park. They might go out for pancakes every week. Uh, They might go to the zoo. We have a lot of community partnerships with um, groups and museums around our community. And it's not only do our CASAs get to add a little joy and have fun with their kids, but they also provide some normalcy for these children so that they can have experiences that all kids should have. And in that context, they build trust and rapport with the child so that they can understand their needs better. In addition to spending time with a child, our CASAs also speak with all of the other adults and professionals who are in the child's life. Because our CASAs are appointed through an order of the court, our CASAs have access to a host of confidential information about the children. So they speak with social workers, they speak with teachers, they speak with therapists, 
They speak with medical, other medical providers. They speak with the, the cost, the, the child's biological family members and other, and caregivers, uh, foster parents or other, uh, resource families that they may be living with. And collecting all of that information and looking at all the reports about the child, the CASA then is in a position to help identify the child's needs. And then at regular hearings uh, in the juvenile court, they typically happen about every six months in the, depend in the foster care system, our CASAs will submit a written report to provide information to the judge about the child's needs. And then our CASAs will show up at hearings and advocate verbally for the child and what their needs might be, whether it be educational needs or placement stability um, or access to other healthcare services. Um, those are just a few examples of the, of the types of advocacy that they will engage in. Um, but through, as I mentioned throughout all of this, the impact is extraordinary because our CASAs often the one, are the ones who know their kids the best because they've spent the most time with them um, and they're filling in the gaps in an overburdened system and really providing crucial information to judges um, and others who need that information to help that child um, have access to the resources they need as they navigate their way through the system. We've got a question. We've got Joshua Goldsmith, and I don't know if you can see the question that, that he wrote there, but uh, he said that he spent a cost of four or five years ago, and he said that's one of the programs. But he want to know what has changed over the past few years and what is the demands for a cost of currently in Riverside County? First of all, Joshua, thank you so much for your service as a CASA. We're so grateful to support volunteers like you. It's a big commitment. And so we really appreciate your jumping in at Voices for Children. We've been in San Diego for 42 years and we've been in Riverside for about seven and our team in Riverside has just done an exceptional job building that program from serving about 100 children with CASAs five years ago to this year serving just over 480 children with CASA volunteers. They've done an exceptional job developing the trust of the court and our various court partners, and then also creating a pipeline of new volunteers there is a very high demand for CASA volunteers in Riverside County. This year, about 4,500 children will spend time in foster care in Riverside County alone. And so as you can see, um, we serve about 10% of the kids who are in foster care. While not every child in foster care may need a CASA, um, about 60% probably do. And so we have great opportunities for growth in Riverside County. But in order to grow, we need a pipeline of CASA volunteers from across uh, the region. So if you're interested in learning more, uh, we'd love to, to consider you and spread the word as well uh, so that people know that we are still looking for more CASA volunteers uh, in, our, in the regions we serve. Thanks so much, Josh. That, you know, uh, wow. It, it makes you want to just go out and volunteer. Uh, and we need we need great folks uh, like Joshua uh, who cares, you know. So, uh, what type of resources are available for CASA volunteers? As you can imagine, the CASA volunteer experience is a volunteer experience like no other. And we at Voices for Children are very committed to ensuring that our CASAs are equipped to be able to do the very hard work that they do each and every day. So in terms of some of the support that we provide, first and foremost, Advocate University, through our intensive training program, we help to provide CASAs who come from all sorts of professional and other backgrounds, information about the child welfare system, about childhood trauma, um, and how children develop, how that impacts the brain and childhood development. We provide information about educational rights for kids, about placement stability, about working with biological families, about working with diverse communities, um, and how we support diversity and inclusion amongst the kids that we're serving. Those are just some examples. So one of the first resources we provide to our, our CASAs is our intensive, highly professional training program. Once our um, CASAs then begin working with children, 
They are supported by one of our amazing uh, program team uh, members called an advocacy supervisor. At Voices for Children, we have a number of advocacy supervisors who carry caseloads of CASA volunteers. So they may carry caseloads of about 40 to 45 children, excuse me, CASAs at any given time. And the advocacy supervisors are there regularly to help guide CASAs through the most challenging of circumstances. So it might be something like, you know, CASA is just assigned to a case and learns that the child has not gone to school for two years. And they don't even know where to begin to help providing and connecting that child with resources in order to get them on track uh, with their, their grade. So our advocacy supervisors, who are all trained professionals, are there to help provide that support. There may be circumstances where there are, there's an emergency need for mental health care or an emergency need for housing. Uh, for some of our older kids who may have a very sudden uh, need to to leave their current um, housing placement. So our advocacy supervisors are just a pivotal source of, of um, support for our CASA volunteers. We also um, have ongoing continuing education for our CASAs so that once they are assigned to a case and they know the age of their child or the particular needs of their child, they can hone in and attend continuing education to help do a deeper dive on that particular topic. Those are just a few examples of the many resources and ways that we support our CASAs. Wow. Hey, Kayla, can you share a heartwarming story uh, about one of the CASAs and, and youth uh, and how that impacted uh, that individual also figure? I'd love to. We have so many. With advocating on behalf of 2,500 kids in a given year, um, we thankfully get to hear many stories and what we call bright spots at Voices for Children, where our team will share with one another just ordinary and sometimes extraordinary ways that our causes are really providing hope and normalcy and love and care and support to the kids we serve. But let me tell you a story about a little girl. I'll call her Tara. That's not her real name. We, of course, have to respect privacy, but I can share a story about this little girl named Tara, who uh, about four and a half years ago entered the foster care system at about age eight. She, um, had, for many years before that, had come to the attention of child welfare services because unfortunately her mom had serious mental health issues and was physically abusing her. And ultimately, um, little Tara was removed from her home and entered the foster care system. And in the last four and a half years, she has been in 11 different placements. So moved from home to home. The last placement, thankfully, um, lasted uh, up for an extended period of time. And the caregivers were in the process of adopting her. And so this little girl was so excited. Um, and during this time, Casa, Tara, Casa Laura was assigned to help support Tara. And so Casa became involved in her life, got to know her needs, was kind of there by her side through many of these transitions from home to home and shared in Tara's anticipation about being adopted. But unfortunately, the family decided that they weren't equipped. Hey, to hey, hey, can you hold that thought? We got to take a space and break. So we're going to come back to continue to talk about Kel uh, and direct your story. It's your life. If you want to record a conversation, like I said, that's 866 or go to the terminal and ask the question. We'll be back shortly after the break. It's your life. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. 
We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on Smart Speakers and Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. And uh, I tell you, uh, we had to take a station break, but I want to pick that story up because it was exciting. And uh, and I, I forgot where I cut you off at, uh, uh, Kelly, in that story. But uh, can we pick it back up? You bet. I was telling a story about little Tara, who was supported by Casa Laura. Tara had been in the foster care system for quite some time um, after being removed from her home due to due to abuse. Um, And during that time, she had lived in 11 different placements. And finally, she was with a home where she thought she would be adopted. And so Casa Laura was uh, sharing in that anticipation for Tara to have that stability that she didn't have for so long. But unfortunately, the prospective adoptive family concluded that they were not equipped to be able to handle some of the behavioral issues that Tara demonstrated as a result of the trauma she experienced as a child. And so very quickly, a new home needed to be located for Tara. And so that's really where Casa Laura stepped in. She quickly worked with social workers and helped to uh, identify a new home for little Tara. But importantly, it was Casa Laura who then went to work to advocate to make sure that she could keep the same therapist that she had been working with to try to help uh, uh, support her ability to stay in her same school so that she wouldn't have to change schools again. She actually was in a charter school. It was a small school. And that small environment was one in which she really thrived. And so it was because of Casa Laura that they were able to find transportation for Tara to get her to this same school so she could have that stability. So now Tara's back in another foster home. We call them resource homes now. Um, but she has that stability, but it's because she had an advocate to help her navigate that system um, that she was able to have some of those pieces of stability in her life. So that's just one example of many um, that we get to help support each and every day at Voices for Children. Wow. You know, Kelly, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been stated that uh, Voices for Children are looking for more volunteers uh, individuals that uh, you know, black, Latino, LGBT community in the South. Can you explain why that's so important? Happy to. First of all, we at Voices for Children, like CASA programs across our country, need more CASA volunteers. And the biggest requirement to become a CASA is to have a heart for children and a desire to serve and to make a difference and provide hope to a child who's going through a pretty 
chaotic and traumatic time in their life. So we are looking for community volunteers who ref- who are come from across our region and reflect the diversity in all of its many forms from across our region. We also have a special need for more representation of volunteers from several of the communities that are highly represented in the foster care system. So uh, that includes, among others, the LGBT community, our Black community, and also uh, more Spanish-speaking CASA volunteers who will support kids and their families um, who, uh, whose native language is, is Spanish. Of course, there are children with other language uh, needs throughout the foster care system, but in San Diego and Riverside counties in particular, of course, the need for more Spanish speak- speakers is predominant. In foster care, children who are Black um, in particular are overrepresented in foster care, as are children who are uh, from the LGBTQ community. And so we want to encourage more folks to volunteer as CASAs who have some of those shared lived experiences because it can really help in the advocacy. But regardless of one of our volunteers' backgrounds, uh, we do our best to equip each and every CASA volunteer to know how to navigate um, supporting children who come from diverse backgrounds so that they can enter each of those situations from a position of um, not being judgmental and being supportive and really meeting the children and their families where they're at in order to provide the best advocacy and caring support for them during their time in foster care. Wow. So what are some of the other ways that volunteers can help, help out, even if they wasn't a CASA, but they can just help out because it's part of the community? Can can you talk about that a little bit? The best way, if we have a lot of folks who love our mission and aren't at the point in their life, at least yet, where they're ready to volunteer as a CASA. And so we're so grateful for that. We need, we need so many supporters from across our region. Um, we, we don't, because of the confidentiality constraints that, that are cloaked uh, over our work, we don't have a lot of events that are open to the public that include our kids. But we have opportunities for people to introduce us Uh, to different organizations that might want to hear more about our work at Voices for Children and what it takes to volunteer as a CASA. We also have a number of volunteers out there who, with their own groups or their own employers, will uh, lead different philanthropic events to raise money to help support our work or to support some of the children's activities that we put on uh, for our kids as well. So there are different ways that people can really step in and help make introductions for us and help give us um, the opportunity to get the word out about our CASA program at Voices for Children and encourage participation either as a CASA volunteer or by uh, giving a gift or otherwise by just uh, spreading the word about our work. Wow. So you guys got some upcoming events. Uh, can, can, you, can we talk about some of those things that's co- uh, coming up real soon? We do. I mentioned that we have a real word uh, speakers panel and a few times every year we uh, put on a panel that is open to the general public. Over the last couple of years, we've had the gift of Zoom, which has allowed us to uh, include uh, an audience from across the nation. And so on September 13th at 6 p.m. Pacific, we will have our next real word uh, presentation. This one is open to the public. It's free. Registration um, is available on our website at speakupnow.org, and that's a wonderful way to hear directly from youth with lived experience in the foster care system about what their experiences were like and how their CASA impacted their life. That's one event. And then our big uh, fundraising event at Voices for Children each year is called Starry Starry Night. We've been holding this event for a very long time. Um, but on Thursday, October 20th, at the extraordinary Rady Shell at Jacobs Park, we will be bringing our community together to celebrate our CASA program and to share inspiring stories about how our community volunteers have provided hope and encouragement to the children that we support. And of course, at that event, we also raise crucial funds that make our mission possible. 
um, in San Diego, about 80% of our, of our annual budget is comprised of private philanthropy. We have a team of about 75 people from across our organization. So we depend very uh, uh, heavily on the generosity and the kindness of our community to help support our work. And Starry Starry Night is one way that we, uh, we help uh, generate that support and excitement and commitment to our mission. Wow. Yeah, so uh, we only got about one minute of radio left, but we're going to continue. We're going to continue after that. Uh, what are a, a couple of takeaways uh, that you can uh, let our radio audience know that they, they need to get from this great conversation that we have? Thank you. The first is if you're interested in becoming a CASA volunteer and you live in San Diego or Riverside counties, check us out at speakupnow.org. And if you live in another part of the state or the country, we encourage you to look up your own local CASA program. Um, second, we would uh, hope that you would talk about us, talk about the, the needs of kids in foster care. These are our community's children. Um, they are kids who deserve to have every dignity and opportunity for hope to live um, independent and thriving lives. And so help us get the word out, share the work of our CASA program at Voices for Children and our extraordinary volunteers. And we would be so grateful for that. And of course, if you're inclined to make a gift, you can also visit us on our website. But we just thank you so much for taking the time to be part of this conversation today to learn more, because that's this first step in the process is learning about this special mission that uses the power of human connection and human relationships to change and impact the trajectory of a life of a child. Kelly, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come and educate our viewers. And we're going to continue now. <laughs> we're going to continue. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come with James and with your issue life to talk about this great, great organization that, that you are CEO and president of. And our audience, like, yeah, I want everybody to continue to dream big, think big, and be big. And also, just what Kelly just said, become a volunteer. Reach out. Help. Help the foster care system. Help voices for children. Help everybody. We are all on this team together. It's your life. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us for the James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.